0: May 2nd, 1955, Tennessee Williams wins the Pulitzer Prize for Drama for Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. To quote his acceptance speech, This here Pulitzer are better than a mint julep on a hot summer's eve.
1: Welcome to The Revisionist, I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And joining us uh, this episode, one of our favorites, Bridget Callahan.
2: Hi everyone.
1: Thank you for joining us. I was going to say being here, but that's a weird thing to say right now.
3: (laughs) I will take your thank you for me existing. (laughs) That is why
0: I've refrained from talking about the Peter Sellers movie in this trying time, because it's such an awkward thing to say right now. Um, (laughs) Actually, that movie is called being there, I think, but being here is pretty close.
1: (laughs) Jesus Christ. Perfect. Uh, um, listeners, if you're new to the show, what we do each episode is we take a topic from history. One person presents the, uh, I realize I'm doing, sorry, yeah, Zach. Yeah, Brian's
0: jumped into the hosting <laughs> part, which usually I do because I didn't do the other parts this week, but I guess it's an extra light load for me this time because Brian is doing all parts. I can no, you just can. not be here. <laughs> no, please. to figure it out.
1: Um... <laughs> You, we, need, we are... need the third <laughs>
0: no, you guys just figured out at the end you you figure out which one you like communally better, yeah, and I, I can leave here. the cat could have a vote <laughs> yeah. Yeah. my cat's here too. Why don't I leave the office and the cat's here
1: <laughs> I've two cats. that's a quorum, so. Yeah that's
0: that's more votes than we usually get in the whole run of our voting process.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, my cat's Instagram accounts often often bump up the bump up the numbers. Um, so if you're new to
0: this show, uh, this is a show where each week and more accurately every other week, um, we discuss a person or event from history. One person gives the true account of that person or event and another person gives a crazy, uh, bananas, batshit, crazy alternate version that can be as insane as they want. And whatever, uh, whatever is chosen uh, by our listeners and one of our guests and one of our judges is the true history of the brilliant blue lapis spinning <laughs> aquamarine marble that's more perfect than a bowling ball in its <laughs> orbitness going forward. I feel like and, is making you sentimental, Zach. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I forgot dying. That's an adjective. Yeah, that's the, that's um, the one we
1: usually throw in there. For multiple
0: reasons. Yeah. More yeah. and more reasons every day. <laughs> um, and uh, this at this juncture, we're discussing the space race. Um, and last time we discussed Yuri Gagarin. The results of that particular episode. Uh, Short King, Yuri Gagarin, I should say. Thank you. And the results of that particular episode are not back yet. Um So we, we're still waiting, waiting to see the story of Yuri, whose mother was Amelia Earhart in the alternate version. And
1: uh, he had a lot of uh, issues with his family, I remember. That <laughs> yeah. was a good
0: one. Matt did
2: a good job with
0: that one.
1: Yeah. yeah, Matt, Kobos always brings a certain kind of energy. That's very hard to very hard to describe or quantify.
0: Now, if you guys will give me just half a second, the window in my office is open, so families walking their babies in strollers are looking up at me because they can hear me talking. So I'm going to go ahead and close that.
1: <laughs> Not editing that. I was also, your camera's at like a very different angle than it usually is. And so like the view of you looking out the window while you were doing like your brilliant blue spinning made it seem all the more like, like you were longing for something that like you were like, you were the widow of a sailor basically. I was
0: just trying to self-censor because I could see there was a baby out there. (laughs) And so I didn't say shitty or fucking stupid or uh, um, asshole filled.
1: True. All the, all the other nuanced criticisms. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, cum stained marble. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean,
2: a little rotten cum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No,
1: it's true. Probably. <laughs> there's there's the Pacific garbage patch. There's got to be some. You know
0: how much cum is on the earth? <laughs> all of the cum. One hundred percent of it.
1: Well. Uh, Um, we don't know if like Apollo 12 left any. Nope. I assume it's that. Well, yeah. Okay. Maybe there's an
0: extremely small amount in space somewhere. Yeah. Like we don't know what we're talking about. This is a nice transition. because (laughs) We man has allegedly been to the moon. They've golfed there. They've done other things there. Have they masturbated? Now, here's my contention. In order for the come to be on the moon, they would have had to open the suit and then orgasmed into, like, the moon atmosphere, which seems implausible to me. I mean, they uh, were I'm, up there
2: for a while. You could have saved it in the capsule and then just released it when you came out. I'm that's
0: thinking. true. Maybe somebody... Yeah. Wanted yeah. To, yeah. Like, in the spaceship, prepared. Mm-hmm. And then... Set it free on the moon. So that is the most likely scenario for there being come on the moon. My I pulled to just a- completely
2: destroy my alternate history. <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking about
0: we're talking about the moon landing. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, that, that's what I call well, good it Every
2: time one of my boyfriends comes, moon landing.
0: you got to be creative on this one because there's so many alt histories for the moon landing already. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, yeah. You gotta really, <laughs> you gotta really go out there to top the info war shit that's already, already on this planet about the moon landing.
2: Most of it was not like all the moon landing. Most people try so hard to stay realistic. <laughs> like none of it's like. Super, super crazy. I don't know. I read through a lot of hoax material, and it was all like, "Look at that shadow; it's weird." It wasn't like, "Oh my god, aliens!" You know? Yeah. It
1: was just... Really, our our moon come theory is the most outlandish I've heard.
0: That's not a conspiracy. That's just a potentiality. I didn't say it <laughs>
2: happened. I think we should put in the.
0: It's, if you wanted this to be the case, here is how you would have to go about making <laughs> it happen.
1: If, not saying I want this outcome, but...
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what they call it when it's in the tube and they open it in the moon. Yeah. The outcome,
1: yeah. Yeah. moon come, 2020. Oh, God right. This
2: it. is... You guys care? <laughs>
1: it's, a,
0: it's one of our salty, spicy episodes. We're going to put a content warning on this one. <laughs> Before we can get to the fun the fun moon conspiracies we have to go through the actual events of what occurred moonwise mm-hmm. in that fateful year <laughs> 1969
1: definite actual word moonwise um and Brian i think
0: has has just the moon facts for us
1: <laughs> yeah and we um We've sort of touched on the Apollo program a little bit, I think particularly in the Sputnik episode and the Dorothy Vaughn episode, but we haven't really talked about the extent of it. So just briefly, um, President Kennedy really started uh, pushing for a manned moon landing in response to Soviet success in space. Uh, In May 1961, he committed the country to quote, before this decade is out, landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to Earth uh, which the <laughs> second part is kind of where they Just get it Added you.
0: in the second draft, yeah. The first draft. We're going to get someone up there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess who we don't should, we like?
1: <laughs> 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 who, did, who did the Kennedy administration want to get rid of? Know, informants? Anyone? Um, uh, Kennedy had another um, later quote which was uh, delivered in an address at the football stadium at Rice University in Texas, uh, and this is sort of his more famous one. Uh, which is, but why, some say, the moon? Why choose this as our goal? Uh, may as well ask why I climb the highest mountain? Why fly the Atlantic? Um, he said. He says we choose to go to the moon like three fucking times. Uh, but the gist is, we choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Um, and I have, look. I'll just say I have problems with Kennedy as a person and as a president. But it died was kind on the of, job.
0: That's a fucking demerit.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking ten points from Hufflepuff or whatever. Um, but it was just like nice to read that and remember a time not not even that long ago when presidents spoke like that. Um, okay like four years ago yeah exactly
0: <laughs> listen we're, let's be even in the best case scenario coming up we're still not
1: getting a president
0: that talks like yeah. that again <laughs> nope. we're out we're out on that one <laughs> give up on the oratory skills for for another four years even in the even in the best case scenario really, we need a president who comes
2: up with better video content
0: i mean that's yeah
1: <laughs> just like pivot to video just like we need content content from our president.
0: That's why I think Logan Paul should be president of these Uh, United
1: States. (laughs) I know it's a joke, but it feels awful. Um, We basically do have a less tech savvy Logan Paul at this point. Um, Something I didn't know. Kennedy twice offered to Soviet Premier Khrushchev uh, to make the moon landing a joint U.S.-Soviet project. Yeah. but Khrushchev didn't take him up on it uh, for probably Khrushchev reasons. Uh, and I'm sure like it would still would have been like a, a U.S. forward thing.
0: They would have got top building.
1: Yeah, <laughs> top, top building.
0: We said U.S.S.R., but the U.S. would have been really big and the S.R. would have been really, really small.
1: small. <laughs> yeah, so it just looks like U.S. senior. Yeah. Um, so the Apollo spacecraft had three parts. Uh, the command module, which was the main cabin and the only part that returned to Earth. The service module, which had like the propulsion, e- electrical, oxygen, and water systems. And the uh, the lunar module, which was designed to land on the moon and ascend back to redock. Uh, plus the, the um, Saturn V rocket designed by uh, previous subject, Wernher von Braun. Uh, previous subject, previous Nazi, Wernher von Braun. Yeah, still a Nazi. Um, just so you guys
2: know, I don't know if you can, but my video is cutting out uh, like these big chunks. Oh Did, shit! I, are you guys noticing
1: it? I'm noticing um, your sounds a little. Yeah, I'm like, some interference. We can just like, it, you want to try like turning off your camera and see if that helps? Because sometimes the cam- yeah, it causes a lot of lag.
2: Um, let me see okay
1: how's that i could i can hear you okay
2: okay cool we'll see if this works better yeah
1: okay. and if not we can probably just all shut off our video if that's still
2: no i'm sure it's my internet connection i live in the middle of nowhere and i've got five roommates and we're oh, all in corn so, so yeah okay. <laughs> but hopefully this works thank you
1: Yeah. uh, Yeah. Just let me know. Uh, So uh, the previous Apollo missions, Apollo 1, was scheduled for launch in February 1967, but on a rehearsal uh, on January 27th, 1967, an electrical fire killed astronauts Gus Grissom, Ed White, and Roger Chafee. And so things were sort of put on hold until Apollo 7 which uh, orbited the Earth to test the command module. Apollo 8 orbited the moon uh, for the first time. Apollo 9 tested the lunar module in Earth orbit. And Apollo 10 did everything short of actually landing on the moon.
0: Why did they skip two through six?
1: Yeah. I, I don't know if that was always the plan or they just like scrubbed them uh, after like Apollo 1. And they were just like, let's just go right to seven. Or maybe maybe like a those pol- were all
2: the failures that caused us to ask Khrushchev to partner up with us. Yeah,
1: maybe that so was the like, thing. Oh, so
2: it's not working. <laughs> That's the <all laughs> Russians.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, God, someone get Khrushchev. <laughs> we need the Soviet Union in on this. Um, yeah. The crew of Apollo 11 consisted of Commander Neil Armstrong, Command Module Pilot, Pilot Michael Collins, and Lunar Module Pil- Pilot uh, Edwin Buzz Aldrin. Um, don't know why he got the nickname. Uh, maybe he cosplayed as a bee maybe he was like a furry but a bee Um, that's my only theory (laughs) Uh, there's a lot of like complicated crew rotation stuff going on Uh, Jim Lovell, uh, Tom Hanks from Apollo 13 was supposed to be the command module pilot uh, but swapped with Collins due to an injury Collins had Um, and they were like uh fucking Armstrong Aldrin. They were the backup crew for Apollo 8, uh which put them in position for Apollo eleven. And uh Deke Slayton, uh who has a hell of a name and is a former Astra and NASA official at this time, gave Armstrong an opportunity to replace Aldrin with Jim Lovell since and this is just from the wikipedia article since aldrin had a reputation as being difficult to work with uh they didn't explain what that means um but uh armstrong declined which the article said on the basis of the fact that he believed jim lovell deserved to command his own mission um and not so much like no aldrin's all right so i I don't know how much of that was accurate uh personality wise armstrong was sort of aloof but collins was like a straight up loner uh he rebuffed aldrin's attempts to form like a closer friendship um yeah which is fucking shitty i feel bad for aldrin a little bit i don't
2: feel bad for him man anytime there's that many stories about why someone doesn't like someone that's true
1: I, I always have respect for Buzz Aldrin for punching someone who was a moon landing denier yeah. um, at like age, whatever it was, like 80 or whatever. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, apparently after the fire, like some aspect of how they were originally planning to do the mission was scrapped. And instead okay. of continuing on with their planned and already started like Apollo 2, 3 missions, they just retroactively said some of the Saturn test flights were Apollo 2, 3, 4. Oh, really? But,
1: okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's kind of Because they
0: started deciding they're going to go with, like, the whatever tactic they used in the Saturn tests instead of whatever they had initially planned to use for Apollo 1.
1: Okay. <laughs> Weird. Um, the, the crew as a whole got along. They worked well together. Um, but Aldrin Collins later described the crew as, quote, amiable strangers, Um, not like like the fucking punks from Apollo 12 who were apparently a bunch of pranksters from what I read. Um, Sort of like the Delta house, I guess, of space. Um, And behind the scenes, there's, of course, everyone in ground control, the backup and support crews. Certain people like uh, Farouk El-Baz, an Egypt-born geologist who studied the moon and trained the pilots, Margaret Hamilton, who was the software engineer uh, behind the onboard computer, and uh, Eleanor Foraker, uh, who designed the spacesuits. Um, The original call signs for the ships were supposed to be snow cone and haystack for the command module and the lunar module. Mm -hmm. Um, But NASA came in and, and... we're like we want something more dignified. Um, be- after Apollo Ten used Charlie Brown and Snoopy for their call yeah. signs, um, so haystack they kind of.
2: Ominous, though, isn't it haystack? Sounds like you're just wishing that you're going to get lost in the vacuum of space.
0: <laughs> I feel like the only and time Sno- I hear hay- haystack used is like in like small towns and like. Kind of the old west yeah. people would call people from out of town, like tall people, they'd call tall people haystack. <laughs> it's a name, people, people, this is true. I think, like, in farming towns and old west towns, you, if you called someone haystack, it meant they were tall. I think,
2: dude, I'm bringing that back next time. I'm, through Nebraska. I'm just gonna call everyone a fucking haystack.
1: Perfect. Uh, and also, like, why would you name part of your ship that is. Specifically, not supposed to burn up on re entry, the snow cone. I anyway, <laughs> um, so they wanted something more dignified and they went with the totally normie ass, um, Columbia and Eagle. Uh, <laughs> uh Jen just came to rescue me from Willow. Um, thank you. Uh, the astronauts had small personal kits where they could bring stuff. Uh, Neil Armstrong, sort of the the boring cyclops of the group, um, brought wood and fabric from the Wright brothers' plane, uh, plus a um, like a pin or a brooch uh, from the widow of one of the Apollo One dudes, uh, astronauts. I guess is the term. Uh, Aldrin brought uh, communion from his church, so really, bunch of squares up there. Um, the first press conference they had, there were a lot of uh, questions about who would be the first to actually like walk on the moon, uh, and based on the tradition of other like spacewalks and things like that, Aldrin would have been the first, um, just because typically like the pilot. Uh, is the first to leave And commanders stay behind But um, Armstrong was a civilian And NASA kind of wanted him To to take the lead Plus he was commander And uh, most importantly He was seated closer to the hatch So he was just like, I'm going first Please don't uh, NASA was just like, don't walk over each other uh, There's also some talk That NASA wanted a Calmer, more controlled Person than Aldrin Dude, everyone, the f-
0: hates
1: <laughs> yeah, everyone, everyone hates Aldrin. Yeah, everyone hates Aldrin. Did they thing. worry?
0: Were they worried he'd get out of this, like, out of the shuttle and be like, look at this shit. I'm walking on a fucking moon. <laughs> I that's what and I'm then wondering. That's, and that's what You're the kids fair. would have to learn in school, like whenever they saw the moon footage <laughs> instead of like one small step for man. It would just be a profane.
1: Yeah, no, he just gets on the moon. He's like, oh, no one's come on this thing yet. He shoots... <laughs>
0: I got a... some right here in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls out a six shooter and fires it in the air. <laughs> no, I read that when they were talk. when they were like um,
2: arguing about who was going to go first there, they they tried it. They tried yeah. to have Buzz, like go out the door in the suit and he broke some system inside the yeah. castle as he was trying to get out there. So he didn't give up. He was
1: obviously pushing for it hard. <laughs> um... Yeah, there's. Um, they rather unfortunately called the type of person they wanted to be first on the moon a uh, quote Lindbergh type, uh, without thinking that that sort of meant eugenicist. Um,
2: yeah, you're a Nazi.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a Nazi. So we get to July 16th, 1969. Uh, we don't know at what point, uh, as we've established before on the show, Dorothy Vaughn uh, stowed away on board, um, but. She likely got in there before the astronauts, but July 16th, 1969, uh, an estimated 1 million spectators watched the launch of Apollo 11 from the highways and beaches around, uh, what was then called Cape Kennedy. Um, so I know I looked up why they changed it to Cape Canaveral, um, which is <laughs> Florida voters didn't like it being named after Kennedy. um, <laughs> Which is the most Florida-ass shit I've ever heard. <laughs> that The fact that they didn't name it Captain Morgan after that surprises me. Oh,
2: uh, the fact that somebody started that movement. Somebody was like, fuck <laughs> the ship being named Kennedy.
1: Yeah. And I get that, like, Canaveral comes from, like, the Spanish name. And it was probably called that for a while. <laughs> but it's just an extra level of, like, hmm that Catholic Democrat.
2: They collect petitions for that shit on the street. You know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Jesus, Florida. Yikes. Uh, that's, that's on their state seal. Um, there were uh, 19 governors at the launch, 200 congressional delegates. Spiro Agnew was there. Uh, Lyndon Johnson and Lady Bird Johnson. And, uh, Nixon wasn't there. He was watching from the White House, uh, presumably setting up his tape system while doing it. Um, and here's the thing, though. The mission went, like, as planned for most of the way, so we don't need to get into it. Uh, it was fine. Um, once the crew gets there and the lunar module begins its descent and Collins is orbiting around the moon, um, a couple things sort of go wrong. Um, Armstrong and Aldrin noticed they were traveling faster than they had planned, and figured that they would probably land slightly off target. Um, and also, a computer ar- alarm went off uh, due to system overload from like it was handling too many calculations. That's really it. Um, <laughs> the um, The Eagle lunar module landed on a clear patch of ground, but Armstrong, uh, there was like a five foot seven contact probe that signaled when it hit the surface. It like hung down from like the actual landing gear. Um, And Armstrong was supposed to shut off the engines when that tripped the signal um, because NASA was worried that the extra pressure from the engines being back, in that close proximity to the moon's surface might make the ship blow up. Uh, But Armstrong uh, kind of forgot to turn it off. Um, But everything was fine. Nothing blew up. And at uh, 20.17 p.m. Universal uh, time, uh, 2.17 p.m. Mountain, um, prime snack time, July 20th, uh, they landed on the moon's surface. Uh, then they kind of hung out in the ship for like two and a half hours before they even began getting ready they
2: to all come together.
1: Yeah, they, oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's enough for like a round and then a second round from each of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, gross. <laughs> you got those good
2: NASA electrolytes, maybe even three times, you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they get get a little like packet of Tang in there for vitamin C. <laughs> the
2: original use of Tang is to
1: help
0: you. Read so, yeah, it was originally oh, called, called Fuck Juice. Oh, 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 oh,
1: oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, um,
0: Deeply, deeply limits the refractory period. Tang.
1: <laughs> yeah, they they used to be just like an explosion bubble on the packet. I remember.
0: Now, there's <laughs> a reason Tang came to mean something else in later <laughs> vernacular. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh god damn it um, So After like two and a half Hours of just getting ready uh, Aldrin sends a transmission that says uh, This is a lunar module Pilot uh, I'd like to take this opportunity To ask every person listening in Whoever and wherever they may be to Pause for a moment and contemplate The events of the past few hours and give thanks In his or her own way Nothing that Makes me suspect he would have, like, gone fucking wild on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> um, preparations for the walk took three and a half hours, 90 minutes longer than expected, because when they practiced on Earth, uh, they had, like, everything they needed, like, set out instead of, like, having to go look for it. Um, so six hours and 39 minutes after landing, uh, Aldrin and Armstrong were ready to go outside. Uh, Armstrong initially had trouble squeezing through the hatch, um and of course, Dorothy Vaughn, at this point uh did a back handspring and was actually the first person on the moon uh, <laughs>
0: established in our Dorothy Vaughan episode,
1: yeah, uh, I think like she was so fast they didn't notice, and she just like was chilling on the moon at that point. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Armstrong initially had trouble squeezing through the hatch, uh the highest heart rates during the mission were recorded while the astronauts were trying to get in and out of the lunar lander. Um, but at 2.51, uh, Armstrong began transmitting to the TV camera. There's the famous, that's one small step for a man, uh, one giant leap for mankind. Uh, he definitely said a man, it's just the transmission got fucked up, so it sounded like he messed up. Um they set a plaque on the moon that read, uh, "Here, men from the planet Earth first set foot upon the moon, July 1969 AD. We came in peace for all mankind. You might remember this from the opening of Independence Day. Um, it was The plaque was signed by all three crew members and Nixon. Um, here, and here's a crazy thing I didn't and know. And
0: presumably still is.
1: Yeah, it yeah, still Nixon, is.
2: signatures is on the moon?
1: Yeah, um, is one of his greatest wishes, I'm sure. Um, the, um, a crazy thing I learned is that the Nixon administration wanted to add a reference to God to the plaque. So that's why they included the vague July 1969 AD part. Oh, um, but in like, this is the single most pedantic wikipedia note i've ever seen in my life uh someone added to that paragraph uh Anno domini in the year of our lord um someone says uh although ad should have been placed before the year not after uh, <laughs> <laughs> just no one fucking says it like that
2: that person's on twitter a lot
1: that person yeah that person is jack dorsey <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, um, Aldrin um, When he Reached the lunar surface uh, Described the view as quote Magnificent desolation uh, He would later start a death metal band By that mm-hmm. name very sludgy uh, Again Nothing to justify the fear That he would just Like take his dick out on the moon Um Uh, sorry. They, uh, they took pictures, collected samples. They took a phone call from Nixon. Uh, and then they famously planted the American flag. Uh, but they had very limited time. NASA was really unsure of how long like their, uh, support system would last. So they kind of cut them short. They did give them like, they did ask for 15 extra minutes and NASA was like, sure, go nuts. Um, in that time, they did discover three new minerals. Uh, armalkalite, which is named for all three astronauts. Tranquilitite and uh, uh all of which have later been found on Earth. Um, and as memorials, the crew left behind an Apollo 1 patch. Uh, memorial medals for cosmonauts Vladimir Komarov and Yuri Gagarin. Uh, who had been killed uh, the year before a gold olive branch and a silicone disc uh, with messages from presidents eisenhower kennedy johnson nixon and uh 73 other world leaders um and then so they got ready to ascend they loaded their stuff in they tossed out their backpacks their overshoes, their empty camera and more of their trash. Um Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they and that's when they dumped the payload as we discussed before. Um <laughs> They um then they went to sleep uh to get ready for like the next day when they would have to redock with the command module. Um a uh William Sapphire, actually, um, who, fuck him, but um, a Nixon speechwriter at the time, prepped an announcement in case this part didn't work, uh, in case the the two astronauts were stranded on the moon and couldn't ascend. Uh, And the speech was titled, uh, In Event of Moon Disaster. (laughs) Can you read it?
2: Is that available to read on the internet? I
1: don't know. I should have tried to find it. Yeah, Um, holy shit,
2: I'm writing that down. That's, what is it called? In Event of Moon Disaster?
1: (laughs) In Event of Moon Disaster.
2: By William Sapphire?
1: Yeah. That's
2: not a real person. That's that's a fake
1: name. (laughs) It does sound a fake name. Um, Anyway, uh, they didn't, they didn't, there wasn't a moon disaster. They successfully ascended uh, at 1754 the next day and docked with Collins, um, Aldrin was like concentrating on the computers and getting everything right but he did say quote, I looked up long enough to see the flag fall over <laughs> um, and so later moon landings uh, and I love this planted the flag farther from the lander so they couldn't see it or it wouldn't be disturbed by the ascent yeah, that makes
2: sense
1: Um, so by this point also just to get back to the bigger picture uh, the USSR had fallen behind in the space race Um, there have been a lot of failures in sort of their analog to the Saturn V rocket Uh, so they switched gears to try to beat the US to not a manned moon landing but the return of lunar material Um. Using unmanned probes So they launched one of these uh, Called Luna 15 Three days before Apollo 11 Um, And it orbited the moon for a while um, But a malfunction while it was trying to descend uh, Led to a crash in the Mare Crisium Or Sea of Crises Um, Just north yeah exactly. we're all there that's that's what the we were all that Russian probe, and this is just its death fantasy um, which was just northeast of the Sea of Tranquility, where the uh, Apollo eleven crew was uh ascending at the same time hmm. so um the much like the journey to the moon, the journey back to the earth was uneventful um the um the command module splashed down about 24 kilometers from the ship that was supposed to retrieve them. And uh, and then the astronauts spent 21 days in quarantine because of the remote possibility that they picked up moon diseases.
2: That's fair. Uh, I feel that real hard right now, too. Yeah. I feel that. That was smart.
1: <laughs> and if they could do it, you could, too. Yep. Uh,
0: Granted, it's been more than 21 days at this point.
1: True. <laughs> Um, they were um, treated to like huge parades in New York and Chicago um, a lot of other places they spoke before Congress
0: LA booze people hated it <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep uh, they really weren't received well in the west coast Seattle uh, Olympia really disliked them um, yeah they
0: thought that they had defiled their moon god <laughs>
1: That's the most Olympia thing. Um
2: Does the show secretly hate Olympia? I didn't know there was an Olympia thing.
1: <laughs> I'm sure Olympia is a nice town. It just it's like the boulder of Washington.
2: Okay, good to know.
1: Um and uh Stanley Kubrick was in no way involved. Dorothy Vaughn was. Um but yeah, that is the actual history of the moon. The first moon landing, Apollo 11, plus Dorothy Vaughn.
0: All right, thanks. Uh, Thanks, Brian. Um, So I guess that just leaves us to look at the alternate, which uh, Bridget could take away for us.
2: Before I start that really quick, uh, can I tell you guys what my favorite thing that I learned about the actual moon landing was?
1: Yes. Uh,
2: Apparently... So the, the dust that they, like, took, you know, that was, like, on their stuff that came back in the capsule, the moon dust, apparently it smells like ash. Like, they said it smells <laughs> like firework ash. Isn't that <laughs> the coolest thing?
1: So just, like, kind of, like, s- sulfury yeah,
2: just, like, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, I also didn't realize you said ash at first. I thought you were like, yeah, oh. <laughs> that moon dust smelled like ass.
2: <laughs> yeah, well... I love as, that. I love that fact. I think that's yeah. so cool. Um, all right. Yeah. So the actual history of the moon, let's get to the actual history of the moon. Um, so, you know, you guys talked about how in 1957, you had the, you had Sputnik and then 61, you had Yuri Gagarin. And um, we're really at this point in the space race where we're just trying to one-up them as quick as we can. Cause a mm-hmm. month after Yuri, Alan Shepard was the first American they put in the space. Um, so we were just, We, we, I I think it's so funny to look at the space station and realize how much of it was like, just, um, sorry, my (laughs) my computer screen's being weird, I'm going to ignore it. Um, how much of it was so close to each other, right? When you were talking Mm -hmm. about like the three days before with the sample, it was just so fast. They must've been under so much pressure, whoever was working on it. But anyway, so Alan Shepard was American in space. Um, he was quoted later. Uh, saying that space is cool. But it was impossible to find a good slice of pizza and the waiters <laughs> were super rude and Speak English, but he likes the new beaches So like decent review his colleagues were all super annoyed because he started correcting the way they said satellite Apparently <laughs> the correct pronouncing the machine is uh yite. I don't know.
1: Oh uh, Okay. <laughs> oh, I thought
2: you were
0: Satellite
2: You're right <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. So after all this... I'll see you you in the drift, Zach. (laughs) (laughs) After all this, uh, NASA comes President Kennedy and says, listen, we've got some exciting ideas for ways to beat the Russians. We've got a couple of options for you. We need you to pick one, right? And uh, option one was encouraging McDonald's to go international to cut down the supply of cosmonauts. And option two (laughs) was landing on the moon. And Kennedy chose that one. Uh, many of, you know, his top advisors warned him that going to moon was going to be incredibly difficult, if not impossible, but Kennedy was convinced that landing on the moon was this necessary step. Um, and you know, you talked about that talk at Rice university with that famous quote. Um, there's another part of that speech that is not quite as famous, but I really liked this part better. Uh, he says right now, poised at the edge of the galaxy, Emperor Zerg has been secretly building a weapon with a destructive capacity to annihilate an entire planet. I alone are the information that reveals his weapon's only weakness, and you, my friend, are responsible for delaying my rendezvous with Star Command.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that that doesn't get as much play, because it's like, it's pretty intense. Yeah, yeah, I
2: mean, but it's an important part. I mean, I think it really speaks to his motivation. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't man. know
2: if people are going to get that.
1: <laughs> I, are, uh, I, I forgot to do my uh, Kennedy voice also.
2: Oh yeah, I can't do a Kennedy voice either, man. I can't do any voices.
1: Mine's very uh, Quimby. I
2: mean, <laughs> um, so inspiring words aside, it was going to be another seven years before Apollo 11, quote unquote, landed on the moon. Um, <laughs> you know, first Apollo mission was derailed by a fire on the soundstage. Three actors died. <laughs> uh, they'd been into equipment against union safety guidelines. That's why I all acted.
1: Oh, was Joe Landis directing it? Yeah, John Landis. <laughs> John His Landis. Good, damn it.
2: Um, Apollo 2 was destroyed by a mob of 30 to 50 feral, feral pigs. Um, <laughs> Apollo 3. Got in with a bunch of Moonies, was secretly married to Neil Bush, the brother of George W. <laughs> Apollo 4 had a faulty coffee maker, which led to the infamous coffee reign over Australia in 1967. Um, <laughs> Apollo 5, 6, 7, and 8 were all later indicted in the Iran Contra affair. We all know that. <laughs> Apollo, 9, <laughs> Apollo 9 seemed the most likely to succeed, but dropped out of law school to pursue classes at UCB. So, Oh, this is oh God. Yet. Uh, In May of 1969, Apollo 10 was launched, made it to lunar orbit where the two astronauts on board, Thomas Stafford and Gene Cernan, hung out for a few days before returning to Earth. Uh, When they came back, they were full of stories about seeing cities on the surface of the moon, these huge spires and compounds that appeared to be really full of activity. Um, It was later discovered that Apollo 3 had snuck the two men some very strong hits of acid and Stafford and Cernan Bitter that they would never be remembered for their contributions, had spent their three days in orbit using Apollo's specimen collecting equipment to rearrange small rocks in orbit over the Moon, spelling out Nixon as a thing. It's actually still there today.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm glad that they used like the contemporary slang for it
2: too. <laughs> See, I didn't think it was a cool word. I I can't wait to find out how it's incredibly problematic when I look into it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like it <laughs> we're bringing that back we're bringing back haystack which i'm sure has its own thing
0: dude
2: think just sounds like it's oh i food.
0: i remember where i i know haystack from now what is it it's not it's from the novel it the character of richie calls the character bed haystack because he's overweight and there was an overweight bo- uh, wrestler named haystack something at the time <laughs> oh that's stephen king invented that uh i assume that that is i i didn't i don't know of any other uh reference for calling calling people who are overweight haystack but Weird. uh that's the only t- that is where i know it from i have read that book that is where i got it from for sure interesting
2: <laughs> um all right so the two disgraced astronauts stafford and cernan um they come back They're immediately pushed out of the public eye because of this scandal with the acid. Uh, But later, they went on to become two pivotal members of uh, famous English rock band Deep Purple, Uh, (laughs) penning such hits as Space Trucking and Knocking on Your Back
3: Door, which is an intimate ballad about two men exploring their prostates against the backdrop of rising fascism
1: and corporate greed. So they did all right. Exploring their prostates, (laughs) like the undiscovered country.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, so Apollo 11 was really the last chance NASA had to prove themselves since, I mean, as we all know, Kennedy famously had that superstition against the number 12. He refused to have any clocks with the number 12 in the White House, completely disavowed his 12th bastard, said that no Kennedy <laughs> would ever be caught doing something so tasteless as having 12 children just like a Mormon. Um, so he <laughs> he was not going to fund Apollo 12. This was their last one. And um, the flight directors were... Absolutely determined not to fuck it up. Um, so the three crew members that had been assigned to Apollo 11, Buzz, Woody, and Mr. Potato Head, were kept in physical <laughs> and cultural isolation for two months before the flight. Um, I know that a lot of people talk about how the moon landing, the whole thing is the hoax, right? But the truth is, Apollo 11 did launch, it did touch down on the surface of the moon. Uh, once they hit the surface, um, Woody and Buzz began arguing about who should be the first to step foot on the moon. And there was this vicious fight that actually ended up with Woody pushing Buzz out of the window, technically making Buzz the first man. But enraged at his own mistake, Woody then insisted that they just leave him there. And, you know, Michael Potato Head wasn't going to put up a fight. So they left, (laughs) found a, you know, quote, nicer spot where there's no losers on the other side of the planet. Um, the last communication from the capsule was actually this accidental transmission they picked up where Woody is clearly heard saying, I've got your infinity and beyond right here, assholes. And then the recording just cuts off as we assume the capsule hit the shadow side of the moon. <laughs> but obviously, given their deadline and all the publicity surrounding the launch, NASA, NASA couldn't afford another failure. So uh, Gene Kranz, who is a flight director, uh, had an idea, called in a couple favors. And got celebrated director Stanley Kubrick brought in, figuring any man that could recreate ancient Sparta so accurately, uh, and who was also about to be arrested for tax evasion, would jump at the chance. To <laughs> and Kubrick, you know, with his famous sense of dark humor, was all for it. And in the course of three very intense days, they managed to splice together actual footage and stage scenes to create a somewhat believable moon landing. Um, Kubrick himself was never quite the same after the experience, understandably. Uh, he claimed in a 1999 documentary that even the gift of never having to pay taxes again couldn't make up for the fact that 20% of America had not fallen for his fake landing. So he considered it actually to be one of the greatest failures of his career. Uh, <laughs> that people questioned it. Um, Buzz's body was actually later discovered on the moon um, oh, <laughs> he had drawn out his own penis in the moon sand so that's still there if you look for it uh, but he was discovered by Chinese mining operations up there mm. um, the Chinese government actually refused to give his body back it was a big scandal uh, they kept it for medical research and the US government decided you know with the threat of the humiliation of the exposure and an international accident they just didn't press it they were like we can't do anything so Buzz Aldrin's body is in a bunker somewhere in China, I assume, (laughs) as many parts of it as they could. And that is the true history of the movie.
1: Bridget, thank you. Um, Before we move on to judgment, listeners, just a quick reminder that hey, if you want to throw us a little review uh, on your podcast app of choice, uh, that's really helpful, written reviews, especially. uh, you know, give us five stars. Write something. <laughs> write. Maybe don't write something about the moon being just covered in jizz. We don't have to deal with that. <laughs> that is the
0: takeaway yeah. from this episode. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> We've I mean, been it's, enough. We we covered
1: it. <laughs> yeah, we. Um, <laughs> it's not something I necessarily want to keep seeing. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think
0: we ran as far as we could <laughs> with
1: that particular bit. <laughs> yeah, we just need a few minutes. Um, anyway, and then also, uh, if you can, I know things are strained right now for a lot of people. Uh, so, But if you can, we have a Patreon. We would love your support. Uh, Patreon.com slash TheRevisionist. Check out our rewards. Um, but obviously, don't feel like you have to, no pressure. Um, you can always leave us a comment or ask us a question at revisionistpodcast.com or visiting our pages on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram to search Revision Pod. Um, plugs, another thing that is weird right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bridget, you had a couple of things you wanted to mention, though.
3: Yeah, so I am not. I don't have any shows coming up because uh, my Zoom quality sucks and I'm not about to do any live shows. But what I've been doing during this quarantine is I've been writing these letters. They're called my daily letters from the pandemic. It's a mailing list you can sign up for. It is literally me just fucking writing about so much weird shit. And I've taken acid for a lot of it. Um, <laughs> so if you go to my Twitter, uh, Bridget Callahan, you can, there's a link to sign up for that mailing list there. Uh, I'm going to keep doing it as long as I have motivation. I haven't really <laughs> written one because I've been depressed to shit. I think we can all understand that, but yeah. they're coming back. Uh, and then the other thing I've been doing is I've been selling these letter, comfort letters. So uh, people, you know, pay me like 10 bucks and they give me something that they're afraid of. And I write them a letter about why they shouldn't be afraid of it. Uh, a lot of people are bundling these, actually. <laughs> so they've been sending me like five things they're afraid of, <laughs> uh, and I'm writing out five reasons, and that's fifty bucks. And uh, people really like them. Um, you know, one one lady actually tipped me hundred and fifty dollars after she got hers because she oh, said shit. it was like going through an hour of therapy. So, uh, yeah. So shoot me some money, and I'll write you some ridiculous shit about why the world isn't ending, even though it very obviously is. And I'm just I'm talking to my ass for all of it.
1: <laughs> well, i can edit that part out don't worry <laughs> um zach did you want to mention anything
0: uh yeah one last time since it's concluded uh the little women a modern audio drama podcast written produced directed by former guest and my current girlfriend shannon camp recently concluded its final episode uh his, its final scripted episode bonus episodes will continue to come out uh, I played the Lori part in that podcast. You can find the entire scripted part wherever you get your podcasts. A few more bonus episodes are 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 still on the way. So, yeah, uh, and uh, probably one of the last few times I'll be mentioning that because uh, it's it's wrapping up.
1: That sounds cool, though. I'll check that out. It's a very very good podcast. I highly recommend it. Um, yeah. As for me. Like we've talked, we've talked about this. Listeners, you and I give blood if you can. Um, or uh, the uh, Denver restaurant wide right, which is run by friends of the show Megan DePonso and Jeremy Peischer, uh, have been distributing meal kits. Um, and I believe they're still accepting donations. So, uh, if you have a little extra money, you can send them some to enable them to provide more for people who need it. Or, if you are in the Denver area and are in need, um, you can contact them. And um, it's getting to be about that time. Register to vote. Um, (laughs) Please. Look outside, y'all. Register to vote. Um, Or, uh, in, you know, maybe check out some bleach. Um, I don't know. Uh, but that brings us to judgment. on that note, Zach uh yeah, so
0: it's an interesting one, the moon landing obviously a huge moment in i guess American and world history that uh you know a lot of a lot of a lot of gravitas behind the moon landing, i guess um, yeah, it's also one of the ones where it's a major event, but Nobody died, and it was mostly okay, so it doesn't feel too bad to
1: to goof <laughs> on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have... really true with world events. You're right. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> we have such a body count on this show.
0: Yeah, you can't... Like, if you were to talk about, like... We have an episode about, like, a slave rebellion. It's hard to be like, and uh, I'm going to choose the goofs one. <laughs> 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 this is what I can feel clear conscious. I And my favorite part of the alternate was the part where quickly the things that befell all of the other Apollos uh, was listed because yep. yeah. it reminded me of that Simpsons episode where Burns gets all of the pro ba- uh, baseball athletes and yeah. one by one <laughs> a tragedy befalls each of them <laughs> yep yeah so I'll go, I'll go with the alternate it seems, it seems like a, a nice fun topic for a nice fun alternate for a nice fun topic
1: Thanks. yeah uh, listeners uh voting is now open to you uh on patreon and then check out the instagram the wednesday after this episode drops uh which is or two wednesdays after this episode drops i should say which is wednesday may 13th for the final round of voting um but if you are on patreon you can vote multiple times uh so we call that (laughs) chicago democracy i we don't actually call it that anyway i'm losing it uh bridget thank you so much for joining us
2: yeah thanks so much for having it was super fun
1: yeah thank you uh zach thank you as always yeah of course uh for everyone here at the revisionist i'm brian flynn i'm zach powers and uh have a good time and don't fuck (laughs) the moon
0: Stay inside. (laughs) Stay at home. Do not cough on strangers.
1: Do not rub your face on things. (laughs) May 2nd, 1611, the King James Bible is published for the first time allowing English speakers to pretend to have read the Bible in their own language. May 2nd, 1863, Stonewall Jackson is wounded by friendly fire before dying of pneumonia, so that's nice. May 2nd, 1986, the city of Chernobyl is evacuated six days after the meltdown, so everyone can get their hair cut before leaving. (laughs) Cool, that's all I I really got. Uh,
0: Okay. Um, May 2nd, 2000, President Bill Clinton announces that accurate GPS access would no longer be restricted only to the United States military. He also gave his buddy Greg his HBO Go password.